0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another season of The Scrub Life, a podcast for surgical technologists and anyone that loves surgery. My name is Chris Blevins. I am the coordinator for the surgical technology program at Tarrant County College in Fort Worth, Texas. And this podcast is a great way for our students to be able to work in groups which is very important in the world of surgery, and to get a little creative by creating episodes of a podcast. Um, This season features uh, our small class of 2020. Um, We had nine amazing students who are now graduates and off to the working world. Um, And so uh, we have three episodes this season. We're gonna start with Roshna, Sabrina, and Krista. Um, Their episode is called Surgical Nightmares, and I am sure that you are going to find it as interesting as I did. I think they did a wonderful job. So without any further ado, here is Surgical Nightmares, episode one.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast on Surgical Nightmares. I'm Ashna Khalid, one of the members of the group.
2: I'm Krista Carr, And I'm Sabrina Lopez. We're going to be discussing several different incidents that are very real that have occurred in the past and what SCST in that position or case could have done to possibly prevent such a thing from occurring in the first place or what could have been done to prevent it.
3: A lot of the incidents we are about to mention is not to indicate that such carelessness always takes place in the healthcare field. In fact, every worker in the healthcare field tries their best to prevent incidents such as these, but on the occasion when it does occur, it's dangerous to the patient. So the following
1: facts in case I'm about to discuss are published in the article Jaw Dropping Medical Mix-Ups by Tara Sunstein on MD Lynx. Okay, so one of the cool facts This article brings up that I would like to point out is the unbelievable fact that medical mistakes are actually the third leading cause of death in the US. These mistakes can be the result from anything like unrecognized operative complications to mix ups such as like doses or types of medications received. Wow, it's wild. It is wild. Okay, so the first case that I'm about to bring up, well, I'm gonna bring up right now. Um, It occurred in Rhode Island in 2007. There were actually three, not one, three reports of wrong site brain surgery within less than one year at the same hospital. Oh my god. Yeah, Yeah, it's Rhode Island Hospital, so I know where I'm not going. A prestigious teaching hospital. Okay, they must not be teaching, right? For Brown University. Um, The operations were performed by an experienced brain surgeon, which is really shocking to me, a doctor in training, and a chief resident. These errors occurred because the staff involved did not follow universal protocol to reduce medical errors. You would think after the first time it happened, they would try to prevent it happening from the second and third time, yeah. right? And yeah. Yeah. They obviously didn't follow universal yeah, protocol. No, no, So for the first case, the a third-year resident, he failed to mark the place where he was supposed to put a drain in the patient's head oh yeah, and then in the second case surgeon, he incorrectly marked, again, which side of the patient's head would be operated on for the removal of the blood clot, wow. and in the last case, the hospital's chief year resident cut into the patient's scalp on the wrong side yikes, yep, definitely yikes so, in the first two cases, the surgeon actually cut all the way through the patient's skull. And in the third case, the surgeon actually stopped just after cutting into the scalp. So, before they realized their mistakes. In all three cases, the doctor uh, closed the incorrect surgical site and then they went on to move on to operate on the correct side. So, shocking. <laughs> all the patients recovered from surgery which is a good thing however one patient died several weeks later from an unrelated cause which mm. makes me really wonder yeah. if that had could have contributed anything to his death i'm sure right. it did right because brain surgery is yeah. not a not a piece of cake you never I know, know it,
2: when it comes to the brain you never really know
1: absolutely it's a very i would say fragile and unique part of the body the brain and so when you do anything to that um You know, it's always kind of an experiment, I would say, because sometimes side effects you don't know what can happen so then after the third case was reported the hospital was fined only fifty thousand dollars which really it should have been more yeah oh yeah Um, because it happened three times yes that's way too much um so they were ordered to improve their procedures with those fifty thousand dollars which are really and then required to report to the state every instance in which a doctor does not follow the rules which are you serious that should have been happening anyway yeah regardless If a doctor isn't following the rules, I feel like that should be in every state or hospital uh, that they should be reported to the board or the, you know. Mm -hmm. The hospital also took unspecific corrective action, which I'm not sure what they are, uh, against the staff involved in these incidents. They didn't really release that information to the public, but I'm thinking if it, it, the public found out about it, people were probably really angry. And yeah. if the death happened a week later after these one of these surgeries, people probably were fired in this case. Right. That's what I'm thinking.
2: It's just shocking to me how each time they didn't mark exactly the right spot. Like, it happened three times.
1: Right, so as a CST, one of the biggest things that we do before starting a surgery is a timeout. Mm-hmm. And so us, as our, our job, part of being as a CST is to make sure that when the surgery starts, we all agree on where the this, surgery sites are happening. Mm-hmm. And we know, because we do clinicals currently right now, that we check our pick sheets and we ha- have an idea of what side they're going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the but the fact that mm. this still happened even with a nurse in the room yeah. and a cst in the room and it's the doctor on everyone in the room. right Absolutely. exactly it's on everyone in the room including the cst so the, the one people. who handed them the scalpel in the first place yeah mm-hmm. you didn't even notice the mistake either exactly i mean the fact that no one was paying attention sorry exactly they cut all the way in through in two of the cases and then one of them they cut on the scalp but still They had to sew that up and then move on to the right side. That's just ridiculous, I think. Okay, so that was one of the first examples.
2: So, moving on to another case from the same article. Um, A 60-year-old woman went under surgery to have part of her eighth rib removed because she had a painful precancerous lesion. But instead, they removed her seventh rib. Radiologists had marked the eighth rib with metallic coils and dye, but the wrong rib was still removed. Which, that is just ridiculous mm-hmm, because like, the
1: doctor should have known, right?
2: Yeah, the doctor, you see it, it's it's smart, marked. Like, exactly. And it goes all the way down to the skin and into the tissues. So, <laughs> like, I had um, done some more research on, on this case, and last minute they added uh, a resident to do the case. So this patient didn't know another doctor was doing her surgery. Oh Yeah. Huge so, liability. Yes, and so he removed the wrong rib. Yikes. And then later on, when she was complaining after the surgery that she still had pain, they did an x-ray, and he didn't own up to it. He told her oh, we didn't remove enough of the eighth rib.
1: So oh my god, took
2: so he her- lied. Yes. <laughs> So they took her back into surgery and removed the seventh rib. And then they told her after
1: that, that that happened, that they removed
2: the wrong rib. The
3: horrible surgical conscience. Just
1: think, what if you were that patient, like, down on the table? Oh, your doctor lied to you. Yeah. Like, you would never want to go to a doctor again. Mm -hmm. And
3: at first,
2: um, she said that if they told her the truth, that they made a mistake, she wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been, like... Upset. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or press yeah.
2: charges, but since he was trying to hide it. Fact. Yeah. She sued. I, I don't
1: sued I the, don't blame her. I yeah. would've done the I same. I don't blame her either. Hell, okay, the other thing though, in that in that mm-hmm. state, right? So the CST knows, the doctor knows, all of them know it's that there it, it's it's marked. dyed, it's marked metal coils. Yes. Like, none of them saw the metal coils. None of them saw the metal coils and saw the dyed rib. But and they so, still let him yeah. cut into her, and then he and then, he, the and then he lied. So I don't know if the same CST was for the both surgeries, mm-hmm. but if they did know and they let that happen, that's also on
2: them. On them. No one's paying attention again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they how it was even possible to remove the wrong rib when it was marked all the way down to the tissues. Now right was a it. metal core. <laughs> Um, a metal
1: coil they right couldn't right.
2: have made it more obvious of which river was but. yeah that's yeah. No,
1: that, that's definitely correct yes it is
3: <laughs> all right so on to the next case um it's a medical mystery um what caused an 11 year old boy's death in the operating room um, this article is by ronald Littman from the philadelphia inquirer So, approximately, I would say 17 years ago, in an OR in New York, an 11 year old boy died under anesthesia during a routine surgical procedure. The routine surgical procedure was simply to clean out an infection in his ankle. The outcome, yeah, the outcome of the operation was nowhere close to routine. In the middle of the procedure, the patient's blood pressure shot up to a dangerous level, causing his heart to stop. Even as a medical team attempted to restart his heart, his oxygen and blood pressure ugh, sorry, blood pressure levels could not be stabilized. He was transferred to a nearby pediatric intensive care unit where he sadly died the next morning. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, an investigator was then hired. Many factors from this investigation was not shared with the family nor provided whatsoever. So, whenever a reaction that is unexpected occurs in a patient who is under anesthesia, the medication wastebasket in the OR is and should be examined, right? Mm-hmm. right. That's protocol. The contents of the waste basket revealed that the patient's death was due to a human error. So, mm-hmm. a vial of final efferine, a high potent dr- drug that is used to boost blood <laughs> pressure in severely and critically ill patients, mm-hmm. was further identified. It was found in the wastebasket, but was nowhere marked on the patient's records for this procedure.
1: Oh, so he got the wrong drug?
3: Yes. The um. anesthesiologist was found guilty of administering the wrong drug unknowingly. He had mistaken um, the final for for um, ondansetron, which is a drug that controls um, post-operative nausea. Oh, okay. The two drugs were very similar in packaging and were placed right next to each other, causing a huge, huge accident.
1: So he had both of them there with him, yes. or they were placed wherever he was getting them he mm-hmm. got? Um, okay. mm-hmm,
3: and he chose the wrong drug without double-checking that it was the right one and putting the labels so he, or okay. you know, reiterating that to the surgical team. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, the mistake could have been further avoided. By having preloaded syringes with labeled drug names on the syringes. So now, most ORs are practicing this as of now and trying to enforce this as much as possible. Though the anesthesiologist should also still double-check their preloaded meds and successfully announce it to the surgical team that they are injecting, or giving it to the patient at a specific time. Right,
1: because that's similar to what we do with CSTs. Yeah. I mean, exactly. like when we get medicines, we or always label. we always label them. We have to read the names because yeah. we have to know mm-hmm. if it has any epinephrine or if it's without um and then when again when we do our timeouts the nurse always asks you do you have any like medication Medication. on the back table so that's like the second time as a kind of a double make sure did you get anything else added back there and you you know you check everything
3: everything has to be labeled, and you read off what you have on there right and normally you know the anesthesiologist is is going to verbalize like I am injecting right. this medication, yes. but therefore that was not the case.
1: So that did, probably didn't happen, no. or maybe he thought he was injecting that that medicine. But he didn't look hard but enough he, to
3: see if that was the correct medication. Which is so wrong. So sadly, an eleven-year-old boy died 11-year-old. during a routine.
1: So that can survey. show you literally just not even looking carefully enough, like not reading something, could literally led to someone dying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: A child. It's sad. Like that family was devastated. Which, I when anyone, which any, when anyone dies, it's always bad. But when it's a child, so it's just more tragic. It's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true for that family. Ah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, on for my next case. So my next case that I'm actually about to talk about, I actually learned when I was in high school about this because I actually live near. Um, the city or yeah I live near the city that it occurred in so me and my teacher you, and other classmates used to discuss about this case quite frequently um this case that I'm about to talk about uh it was covered by the Fort Worth Star telegram and it was published into our article online on the Desert News and it's called the hospital settles a suit over removal of the wrong lung oh, yes oh, yes yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, yep, a lung. <laughs> that is not good at all because that's... if he was supposed to get the other lung removed and they removed the healthy lung, what do you think probably happens? He's dead. Yeah. Awful. So, of course, this is in Texas because all of us are from Texas. Um, so, the family of a man who died of cancer, so he did die of cancer after oh. the surgeon removed his healthy right mm. lung and he left the tumor in his left one. so they settled the suit for um what i read nine million dollars but i think that suit did go up even higher later than that yeah from my research but according to this article yeah it was nine million at that time um so this did happen in 1995 which is like the year i was born but still you know it's not when you think about it it's not that long ago from you know 2000s um, so in this case, the 4 Star Telegram, they reported that, uh, it happened on a Saturday at the hospital, and they gave the hospital names, the Osteopathic Medical Center of Texas. Me and my teacher were discussing this, and she was saying how literally because of what happened, the hospital was closed down. I think they go under a different name now. Because so techn- of that? Yeah, because they don't want to, you know, associate with what happened. Right. Oh, and wow. so, they, they said that they admitted to no wrongdoing in the case but then friday they settled the family's wrong death lawsuit to avoid the uncertainties Mm -hmm. of the trial because everyone just um people were involved in that case discussed outside of it i Um, It may have been covered in different articles that, you know, know, we listen to music in the surgery room. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, people have discussions and they talk. But uh, I think what happened in this case was they were horsing around a little too much and they got Mm sidetracked. And that's what happened to literally they weren't paying attention and the wrong lung got removed. (laughs) So the... So after the settlement, so they actually give the patient's name in this case too. His name is Benjamin Jones, and he was a machinist, I assume. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he worked with machines. He died in February of 1994, so he was 62, uh, nearly three years after his surgery. Mm, which, Which that's pretty good for surviving upper, yeah, a, a, little a little... wrong surgery, but the fact that, Imagine you know, the yeah so the lawsuit states out that um the hospital officials knew that there was confusion over the location of his tumor one week after the surgery but they still didn't tell him about it oh, goodness. <laughs> i know oh. i was
3: like what Surgical it, conscience. are you
1: serious so the hospital knew but they wouldn't tell me like if that i was in the, the shoes i would oh no i don't even know what i would do i'd be super angry yeah um so then guess what so in that october a group of seven doctors paid the jones family 5.5 million in the case and the surgeon the main surgeon of that case robert mcfall he admitted in a signed statement that he negligently (laughs) removed the wrong lung Um, so he did own up to it but the fact that other seven other doctors paid for it so it makes me wonder how many doctors were involved in this case you know because people do doctors, doctors do they nurses, talk exactly teeth. Um when one doctor's not sure if they go on to another doctor and get a second opinion yeah. you know sometimes other doctors read um, tests for another mm-hmm. doctor you know so a uh, pretty big group was involved so I Yes, um, and then someone called the hospital and they said that McFall was no longer employed at the hospital, so they did fire him over that case. Um, reason. Yes, I don't know if he's still practicing. I wouldn't know, but I would think he would lose his license over something like right. that. Mm-hmm. So Jones was actually never told about the error and instead he discovered it on his own when he reviewed his medical records after mm. switching health plans. Mm. They never told him? They never told him. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. They never told him. He found out after he was switching his um, <laughs> healthcare, pretty much. Oh
3: my god!
1: I oh. know. Yeah, and then guess what? This is the biggest shocker. So after he died, they did an autopsy and it revealed that Jones had a good chance of beating the cancer, even after the surgical mistake. Oh my god! But his wife surely told the newspapers that doctor told her husband that treatment would buy him a painful few months at best, so he decided it wasn't worth it.
3: Ah, wow,
1: which makes it even worse. So the fact that they told him, "Hey, you don't have a good chance of surviving," um, which makes me think they said that because of the mistake cause they didn't Absolutely. tell him of what happened.
3: Absolutely.
1: But even Absolutely. after the surgery mistake, he could have survived. But they still told him that, "Hey, you don't really need treatments. You don't have a really good chance to live." No wonder the hospital closed.
3: Oh my goodness. Oh. my
1: Yeah. God. Yeah
3: i'm sorry but how do these people have medical degrees i don't know after how how do the door, these
1: people how are these people human like I know. what if that was your own daughter son yeah, child absolutely. grandfather yeah, I, I think that's ridiculous so yeah after that depressing and crazy shocking story Good. so next case <laughs> next case wow okay so this next case
2: an article on NPR by Merrick Kennedy it's about a veteran who he went in for a radical prostatectomy in 2013 and the there was a knife handle left in his body in his body
1: a knife handle a knife handle. so so not with with the blade blade. but still not with the blade but a knife handle yeah I don't know how Like it someone took have... the knife off and then just put it? That's so yeah. weird. How does that <laughs> happen? Because if you take that off on your yeah. back table,
2: like... If you're don't, if you not yeah, using is, the that instrument, you don't true, leave too. it. You put it on, yeah, you put it on your back table. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's the weirdest thing.
2: But he didn't find out until four years later. Huh. When wow. he went for an, four, four years. Yes. Years. He, he went for an MRI scan for an mm-hmm. unrelated medical issue. And during the MRI, the knife handle started moving because the magnet yeah so he started to get some pain and then they discovered the knife handle and he had to have another surgery to have it removed did he sue? he did sue oh good he did sue (laughs) he sued the hospital yeah and during the radical prostatectomy 2013 um, after the surgery he had abdominal pain but no one could figure out why they didn't even bother checking or doing an x-ray
1: mm-hmm.
2: on him that is so weird. yeah that's a, not Legal even right that's crazy mm-hmm. i
1: mean what happened to the to the counts you know especially if that was okay the fact that a knife handle fell in whatever yeah. um opening that they made yeah. just it doesn't it must have mm-hmm. been big enough for them to have had a count yeah so the fact that the knife handle was in there either they didn't count yeah that's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. or maybe they did count and they didn't realize it was the that's a surgical or, instrument so yeah. that's definitely i would say half of that blame is on the cst yeah oh,
3: absolutely yeah because i've never seen a knife handle on a mayo or right. on a patient without a I'm blade a blade yeah and the
1: fact there's no blade
2: yeah i don't know did end which end. which he's yeah. lucky
1: there's no blade goodness. yeah he's oh. very <laughs> lucky
2: Imagine if there was a plate and it started moving. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. That would be the That, would, that yeah. would literally scare me. But he sued and he won. It was a five-inch handle. Five-inch handle. It's pretty it long. Five-inch scalpel handle. Mm. Okay. Wow. But yeah.
1: Five inch <laughs> Five inches. It's pretty long. I, I could not picture that in my lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. That's scary. So, did you, how much did he end up suing for?
2: Um, he got $1 million. Oh, uh, $1 million. I, Yeah. Hey,
1: that's still more than the 50000 for the Rhode Island case, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, and they had is. three people.
3: Okay.
2: That is crazy. I'm over here shaking my head. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: All right, so for my last case, um, it is about um, a 62 year old woman's death during a heart surgery. Um, this mm. is um, written by Timothy Bella from the Washington Post. Um, the patient in Utah had the surgery to remove a metal heart device that was causing an allergic reaction. The surgeon inserted a cannula, which is along the thin tube and needle, into one of her veins near her neck while using a cardiopulmonary bypass machine to aid in pumping blood into a reservoir that re-entered through her femur. The surgeon soon informed the family that the surgery went well, had no complications, the surgeons even stated that the patient's heart was beating on her own, and that the surgical wound had already been closed. Okay. Sadly, moments later, the patient was in severe, severe distress, and her vitals were just collapsing with no explanation as to why. Okay. For approximately 40 minutes, The surgical team began to pump seven units of blood into the patient. The patient's heart just still continued to fail and the surgical team could not figure out why. As it turns out, the surgeons had removed the line that was in her femur and the other line from her neck had not been clamped. Uh So another medical professional had placed the disposable reservoir it fed into the garbage. Something none of the medical professionals noticed as the patient's of vital signs continued to crash. Oh, this just went
1: away. <laughs> so you're saying that he was bleeding out from the side of his neck?
3: Or she the was, she yes. Was sorry. Um, she yes. was bleeding out from the um, side of the neck. They didn't clamp that actual um, reservoir.
1: Okay, so they were, supp- were they supposed to have another reservoir there? And they so they had, had one
3: like... in the vein and they had one in the femur. Okay, I got it. The got femur it. one was all repaired and then right. the one that was in the neck was not clamped.
1: Okay. So therefore
3: all that blood was gushing yeah, out. Was gushing how did into they the not... trash can. Oh my gosh. Seven pints of it and they <gasps> just couldn't understand why that she kept losing blood and that her heart was just in such distress. Because it
2: wasn't clamped. Exactly. <laughs> but how did <laughs> they not
3: So see that? yeah. <laughs> so they had closed the wound
1: though, right?
3: They, so they, they closed the wound, and then whenever the patient was in distress, they started pumping, you know, the blood, trying right. to give her those seven pints. Right. And they're like
1: wondering why the blood is coming out.
3: Yes, yes. Oh, so so um, nice. the vital sign just continued to crash. Um, those seven pints of blood, they were pouring into that garbage can on the floor below the operating table instead of into the patient's body this caused the patient to bleed to death that wonder is a wonder. yeah wonder that's a severe yeah. form of negligence <laughs> and it's so important that the entire surgical team communicates hang on the
1: anesthesiologist was there the surgeon was there the cst was there there. how did was they there. not know who else who knows who else was there how did they all know the not, patient not have any idea that yeah, they're bleeding out they weren't out. paying
3: attention I, I don't know, there's I so many scared, people no. in that room on a team.
1: Because the anesthesiologist How is, is the a doctor f- as well, and so is a surgeon, so they both have, you know, medical experience, you know, okay, if we even know SCSTs, you know, if we have a bleeder,
3: we clamp it. Exactly, yeah. but they didn't clamp that bleeder, and they just kept pouring out of that.
2: I don't understand how they didn't see it. How is there a garbage
3: can right there too? Exactly. I have no idea. That is the weirdest thing ever. It is so weird, but that's a severe form of negligence and I mean that's what makes it so important for a surgical team to communicate and mm-hmm. to be completely aware especially when it's becoming a traumatic situation even if it's not a traumatic situation if yeah. it's something minor everyone should be aware yeah. of what's going on in all aspects of the patient even body. if they, they the didn't body. see it wouldn't they be like hearing something falling into the <laughs> trash. trash can exactly.
1: I have no idea. Maybe they were yelling. I, I that mm-hmm. is the weirdest thing ever. But that patient died because of what they did. They yep. weren't observant enough. Like I said, you have to be observant just like that Anesthesiologist, in that other case was observant and had the wrong medication,
3: got grab the grabbing. you know medication. what's so sad about it? Is that they were just going to remove a metal heart device that was causing an allergic reaction. Which is kinda like an everyday wow.
1: like that's a common thing. A like routine. people do
3: that all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, a routine procedure.
1: Yeah. Okay, so to summarize, kind of, okay, here's another fact that we like to add on. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, timeouts were not actually invented, I guess you could say, um, until 2003. Mm-hmm. So, so, for a few of these cases, it kind of makes... Well, oh, it doesn't make sense. It should have never occurred even before yeah. timeouts were invented. But it kind of might contribute to why some of those wrong-site surgeries did occur. But I mean, the ones in Rhode Island, the three ones, that yes. was way past 2003, mm-hmm. so they had no excuse. But I mean, the wrong lung one, they they weren't if they weren't sure where the tumor was, and um, they should have made sure. Yeah. End of story. Um, another thing that you know. <laughs> everyone doesn't know. So the C D C likes to put out like causes of death and stuff and they don't really put medical errors on in that list, which I think they should. Yeah they mm-hmm. definitely should because here's here's an interesting fact. So this is going back to that same article that I started with, um in jaw dropping medical mix ups. They more than two hundred and fifty thousand people in the United States died every year from medical errors and that's according to experts from john hopkins university school of medicine so and they published their findings in bmj and so they actually wrote to the cdc and they urged them to add medical errors to its annual list of why people the reasons of leading causes of death in the us because um where where would they rank you know okay so the, the, the. C, it would. The CDC should list it as the third most common death, third? cause of death in the U.S. Yeah. So after heart disease. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> heart disease and cancer. Wow. And so heart disease and cancer are like one and two, and then number three originally would be respiratory disease, but it would replace respiratory disease. Wow. I three know. After heart disease. Yes. Right. Not great. not number seven. Not n- number three. Top three that makes you like think if number one or number one and two are heart disease and cancer and number three is you know medical mistakes or that occur that's huge that is huge. huge That's a lot. a lot. That means we need to take more preventative action. We need to make sure that exactly we need to make sure people are being careful. Communication yeah. is key in surgery. Yes, yeah, okay. so observation is definitely key. So constant. Yeah, absolutely. conscience. constants. Yes. And as a CST, so our role as CST is so important to be as a backup. Absolutely. And enforcing those ideals. So, I hope you enjoyed our podcast for surgical nightmares.
3: <laughs> Thanks for anything? listening, Thank guys. you for listening. We <laughs> love sharing our information with you, and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did.
1: Yes, and I mean, I'm sure you all have heard of, like, all sorts of things, like, Dr. Death and other stuff, mm-hmm. that may be, you know, similar cases. But, like I said, this shouldn't scare you from going to the hospital. Mm, or should um, it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, do, could, you you could <laughs> Just do your research. You do your research. Um... But you I, you can definitely find out what doctors, you know, to choose for your surgeries and who you trust. Um, just, you know, be careful out there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
0: I hope that you all enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Um, I think that Roshna, Sabrina, and Krista did an excellent job. Um, if you would like to know more about our program, you can visit uh, our website. at tccd.edu slash surgical technology. Um, you can also uh, reach me, Christina.Blevins, at tccd.edu. Um, please, Feel free to share this episode as well as any of our past seasons with anyone that you think might enjoy it, and I hope most of all that you all remain safe um, during this crazy time. Please wear your masks, socially distance, do the right thing, and protect their most vulnerable. Um, This is going to be short-lived. We are going to get through this but we can't do it alone. We've all got to work together. So it's been my pleasure to host this episode one. Please stay tuned next week as we continue the season of The Scrub Life with episode two. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy your week and happy Monday.